crowns at the feet of Jesus. The greatness of mercy and love at the feet of Jesus. And we cry, Holy Preston Chris, we are glad that you've chosen to be with us this morning. If you are visiting with us, we're particularly glad you're here, and we hope that you will give us a chance to get to know you, whether you are just passing through or if you're looking for a church home. We uh, are thrilled to have all of you here this morning, and those here and those online, and we're thankful for that opportunity to minister to those who can't be with us. If this is your first time to be here um, and you're visiting with us, we really encourage you to fill out one of the attendance cards on the back of the pew in front of you and take it back to the information desk and they have a special gift for you. Members, if you wouldn't mind going ahead and register by check, texting the word check in to the number on the screen, 469-476-5331. You know, church, we are very blessed to be a part of God's family and really to be able to enjoy the many blessings that he provides. This church provides a number of blessings to a lot of people, a number of great works, and it's all because of the benevolent hearts of this congregation and for what you do to help all the various ministries that we have. To that end, uh, we want to encourage you to go to our website, pressandcrest.org, and make, fill out your 2023 commitment giving card. Um, if you'll go to that website at the top of the uh, page, check, click on the word give, and you can complete your commitment card. That link will be taken down on March 1st, so we'd encourage you to do that before then, just so that it will allow you to prayerfully consider what you'll be committing to give to Lord's work uh, over the next year. 
This morning I want to enter into worship by reading a verse from Psalm 122, verses 1 and 2. I rejoiced with those who said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem. Let's go to the Father in prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for each soul that is here today. Everything we need is truly found in you, and we thank you for that. Father, for those of us who come here feeling broken, we pray that you will bring restoration. And for those of us who come here feeling weak, we pray that you will bring strength. For those who come here with sadness, pray that you will bring joy. And for those who are here with doubts, we pray that you will bring faith. For those of us who are here feeling shame, we pray that you will provide them freedom. And for those who are feeling burdened, we pray that you will bring rest. And those who are anxious, we pray that you will provide the peace that only you can provide. Father, your love truly does endure forever. And it never fails us. Though there are many ways in which we have failed, we have not nor will we ever exceed the supply of your mercy and your grace. And for that, we are eternally grateful. We thank you for revealing yourself in your word. And as we open the Bible today, we pray that we have a heart to hear it and to hear your voice. We ask that your spirit be at work here and open our ears and to hear and our hearts to receive your word. And Father, may we be transformed to be more and more into your likeness. We thank you for Jesus, and it's in his holy name that we offer this prayer. Amen. Don. Salvation belongs to our God, Shall we see thee 
going to sing one more song as we enter into our communion time this morning. And then Brad Weldon's going to come and lead us around the bread and the cup this morning. Let's sing. That is one beautiful song. It's good to be together on the first day of the week. It is great to be together on the first day of the week. The Apostle Paul has some words that he had them for the Corinthians, and I believe he has them for us. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, 
This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's pray for the bread. Father, it's an honor to be in your presence today. And I'm thankful that you're always with us. Amen. And I'm thankful that you're in control. And God, as we take this bread, we are thankful for Jesus who died for us. And in remembrance of this, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's pray. God, we are so thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ. who forgives us of our sins. You are a great and mighty God, and we thank you that we can remember this. And Jesus, come quickly. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
couple of ways that you can give this morning. If you are prepared to do that, you can drop an offering in the box in the middle of our foyer, or you can give online to the many options uh, that are available as well. Thank you for giving. Let's, uh, let's pray. Holy Father, we give to you. We give our money, our lives, our time. Our love, and this morning we give you our praises and our worship. Father, we know that you are Lord, Lord. You are Lord over viruses. You are Lord over economies and countries. And we invite you this morning to be Lord of our lives, Lord of our relationships. Father, may we share your light, your love with those around us. Father, help us to be kind. Kind words. May our words not be hurtful or controlling. We truly want to be your children. We want to live and love like you, Jesus. We need you, Lord. We need you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, if you've ever seen the movie Steel Magnolias, you might recognize this adaptation that you're going to see next. If you haven't seen it, this might be a pretty good little trailer for, to let you know how that movie, this was back in the 90s, good grief, Julia Roberts and a whole host of stars. Anyway, let's watch this. It's about our ladies' retreat coming up. Shelby, I hear you and your mama are planning the women's retreat at Preston Grass. Oh, yes, ma'am. And it is going to be the most divine retreat this congregation has ever seen this side of heaven. Well, goodness, girl, you're going to have to tell me all about it. I make it a strict policy never to have a party in this town that I didn't know about first. Oh, well, now, uh -huh. warm up the wax. Yes. Moses isn't the only one to part the impossible. Well, anyway, it is going to be on Saturday, March 25th. Now, we don't have to stay at a hotel, do we? I hate hotels. Squeezer, dear, you're crazy. I am not crazy. I've just been in a really bad mood for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we're not having to stay in hotels this year. This is just a one-day retreat from 8.45 to 5. We'll fill you up and set you free. It is going to be the most lovely event. We've decided on the most beautiful color palette. The colors are blush and bashful. The colors are pink and pink. It's going to look like the fellowship hall's been hosed down with Pepto-Bismol. Mama and I may argue about everything, but we can agree on one thing. We want everyone to come. Well, what about Emil here? She's new. Honey, what do you think? Will you go? What, me? Uh... I don't know. I don't know. I don't hardly know anybody here. Please come. You have to. Um, but, uh, 
Who would I sit with? I don't know anybody. Oh, no, now don't you worry about that, darling. She'll be in iron charge of the seating chart. Everybody's gonna be mixed up at different tables so they can get to know someone new. Um, I don't know. It just makes me so oh, nervous. Honey, <laughs> just say you'll come and smile. It increases your face value. Okay. Um, well, uh, if y'all will all be there and with me, I might can pluck up the courage to go. We are going to be the best of friends. Well, yes, sir, dear, will you go? No, I am not going. I don't need any friends, and I've been here forever. The only reason people like me is I have more money than Trump. Oh, hush, yo, Coop, that's not true. They love you for your sparkling personality. Trivi. Don't try and get on my good side. I don't have one anymore. Don't worry, I'll make sure she gets there, even if we have to arm wrestle her. We want everybody to be there. So who's in? Me. 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 <laughs> Well, you can tell that they didn't have any fun at all making that video. So this is going to be a different kind of retreat. It's a one-day deal, and uh, it's really focusing on getting to know this church family, getting to know your church family, whether you've been here six days or 60 years or 50 years, I guess. We had not been here 60 years. <laughs> 50 years. It's for you, really. And really, it's a really good time for those that have been here for 50 years to pour into those who haven't been here long at all. So make plans, ladies. Make plans to be here. Uh, you, can, uh, you can sign in, sign, sign up online today using the QR code in your bulletin or at the registration table. And you guessed it, it's pink out there. So uh, cost is only $10. Please make plans to be a part of that. All right, today... Right now, today, we've got to uh, play, make plans to, uh, to have lunch with us. We've got our fajita fundraiser. This is raising money to help offset costs for our youth group mission trip this coming summer. $10 for adults, $5 for kids. Donations also welcome. And you can give online. One of those drop-down options is for the fajita fundraiser. So if you can't make it for lunch... It's all right. You can still drop a 20 in online or a 50 in online. Make that happen today, church. So glad y'all are here today. Let's stand. We're going to send kids on up to Children's Church. And we're going to sing one more song. And Gordon's going to come up and share with us. He came to live in a perfect life. He came to be the living word of life. He came to die. Yeah. Okay. 
Understanding is we've got a problem with the sermon notes on version. So if you're one of those folks that likes to follow along on version, sorry about that. A few years ago, I was looking to buy a car, a used car. I wanted what we all want when we look for a used car. I wanted a deal. Low miles, relatively new, in great shape for an unbelievable price. You know, the unicorn type deal. And I found close to that and drove up to Plano to meet with somebody at their house. They were selling a SUV and drove it around the block a couple of times and talked to him. And uh, we negotiated and I was able to buy his car. And I had the keys and I was ready to leave. But I said, hey, just so I know, it was a 35-ish man with a son, a young son, getting ready for school and stuff. And I said, just so I know, um, why are you getting rid of this car? And he said, well, my wife lost a battle to cancer, and this was hers. And so we talked a little bit more, and I took the car and went home. About a week later, I was putting one of my CDs into the CD player, and there was one in there already, so I pressed eject, you know. And out came this CD. It was one of those, you know, that you make yourself just a blank CD. And there was a woman's handwriting on it in big letters. It just said, sad. And I realized this was her playlist while she was going through chemo and while she was fighting that battle. I think we have different playlists for different seasons of life. I hope we do. And I hope you have a playlist for those times when things aren't going well, when the darkness closes in, when you're not winning, you're losing. I hope you have that playlist. Today we're starting a short series called Song of Lament. Lament was on the playlist of God's people throughout the Old Testament and even in the New Testament. If we are blessed, each one of us, to live long enough, we're going to need some lament songs on the playlist. We're going to experience some grief. We're going to experience some struggle. We're going to experience some setbacks. Those things are guaranteed. We may experience a tragedy or two during our life. 
And as we go through different moments, different seasons, we need different playlists. And Scripture gives us a wide playlist of worship, of meditation that we, of prayer that we bring before the Lord. And so in the Scriptures, these sad songs are called laments. And they make up a large portion of the Hebrew songbook, about a third of the Psalms in the book of Psalms, more than any other category, are lament Psalms. And so they are praise in a minor key. They are God's people crying out, complaining to God about what's going on, what's not right in their world. And if we remove lament from our playlist, if we remove that, then we are removing a powerful Holy Spirit tool to help us deal with grief, to help us feel the weight of sorrow over personal sin, to help us authentically mourn the way things are in terms of injustice and evil in the world and long for something better. And so I just want to start this morning as we begin the series with just a few reasons why we need some lament songs in our playlist. And so I'll go through these pretty quickly. One reason is just so that we can be more honest in our worship. So that we don't have to put on a phony smile when we don't feel happy, right? Sometimes you hear an expression in church, you know, that here we are gathered in God's presence. We leave the cares of the world behind. We leave the struggles of this world outside. No, we don't. God's people have never done that. They're honest before God. If you read the Bible, you will see very raw words used in the community of faith. Very raw emotions. And so we broaden the playlist so that we can be honest to God. And it's also so that we can help develop in ourselves and in our community of faith an all-season faith, a faith that's made for all of the different kinds of moments that life throws our way, and it's an act of togetherness, isn't it? We provide space to join our hearts with those sisters and brothers among us who have experienced a loss or who are in a struggle against a terminal illness or a chronic illness, or who have the burden of a sin that they have confessed that they're trying to get over. We share that together. We mourn with those who mourn. And finally, it's funny, there's almost an evangelistic purpose if you think about it. Learning the song of lament allows us to be a better witness to the world. They will see Christ reflected in us in a myriad of ways they won't see if we're just happy, smiley all the time, right? So we can struggle alongside of them. We can come up beside them and share what they're going through. It says, I see you. I hear you. Your pain matters. And I think knowing the vocabulary, knowing the words of lament will help us love our neighbors better. So here's the thing. Lament is, in its essence, a complaint. Okay? It's a complaint offered God. Now, we Americans, we complain all the time. 
we complain about a lot of things, but we don't really lament because it's more than a simple complaint. And by the way, um, a key element of lament is taking that complaint to God. It's a complaint that's directed somewhere. And so quite simply, lament is an honest song or prayer of heartbreak that is offered to the Lord. That's what it is. And so we're going to unpack this for a few weeks so that we can make sure this tool is in our toolbox when we need it. So we're not searching for it after the fact. We can have this biblical vocabulary, this biblical playlist loaded up and ready so that we can express our complaints to the Lord And so we as a church can live up to our vision. You know our vision out in the lobby. Half of it is compassion for people. And how can we have compassion for people if we don't know how to lament with people? And so let's do a better job as a church. And I want to do a better job, Romans 12, 15, of doing that, of mourning with those who mourn. So in the American church... You may think, wow, this is an interesting sermon and sermon series. I haven't, I, we don't do a lot of talking about this, do we? We don't do a lot of teaching and preaching about lament. In fact, you, you could make a good argument that we make efforts to avoid it when we are together. One study found this week, I was reading, that under 5% of recent worship songs are lament songs. Uh, and that led one author to observe, quote, it seems the American church avoids lament. I remember back in my days in youth group, high school, long time ago, A particular song that we sang, upbeat, energetic number. You probably remember this song. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases his mercy. You remember that song? That's a great song. We still sing that sometimes. It's interesting because that song comes from the book of Lamentations. Lamentations 3, 22 to 23. At the same time, there is great irony to that song because essentially someone went through and picked out almost the only verses that were not a lament in those five chapters and said, we're going to make a song out of those. Kind of like someone who goes to Whataburger all the time and they go there for the salad, right? I mean, it doesn't... You're missing the point of Lamentations. That's a great song. We need to sing that song, but maybe we need to sing the other lyrics. Jeremiah wrote the the book of Lamentations as he was mourning over the, the destruction of Jerusalem. It broke his heart. And the prophet wrote those words. Here are a few of the other words that haven't been turned into song. And not all of these would be appropriate for a song on a Sunday morning. From Jeremiah 5. Remember, O Lord, what has befallen us. Look and see our disgrace. Our inheritance has been turned over to strangers. There are foreigners living in our homes We have become orphans, fatherless. 
Our mothers are like widows. Women are raped in Zion, young women in the towns of Judah. The joy of our hearts has ceased. Our dancing has been turned into mourning. The crown has fallen from our head. Woe to us, for we have sinned. For this, our heart has become sick. These things, because of them, our eyes have grown dim. You can just almost visualize Jeremiah with the Sharpie writing, sad. I mean, it's the book of sad. It's the book of lamentations. And so the Hebrew playlist included a lot of sad songs. As I mentioned, in the book of Psalms, there are more songs of lament than there are any other type. Then there are praise songs. Then there are gratitude songs. Then there are instructional or words of ethical teaching psalms. Lament are prominent, sad. God's people made space for sorrow, for heartbreak over what they experienced individually, over what they experienced as a city or a nation, over what they saw in the world that, that didn't measure up to God's standards. Israel. Did you know the name, that, that word Yisrael? That means someone who wrestles with God. God's people trust God enough to wrestle with God. Rebecca Eklund, great little book she wrote on lament. She wrote, lamenting is not a sin. It does not display a lack of faith or trust. It reveals the opposite, a deep and abiding trust, however faint however shaken, however wounded, in a God who hears the cries of God's children. So one of the most common forms of prayer in the Old Testament, but lament wasn't just something for our Hebrew faith ancestors. It has a place for us today. It has a place for the redeemed. It has a place for the followers of Jesus And we need to make sure that our prayer playlist and our song playlist includes not only worship and celebration, but sad songs of a people who live in a fallen world, a world where there is war, where there is famine, where there are earthquakes in Turkey, where there are diagnoses that are not wanted. We need some of those songs. We need some of those prayers because we long for this world that God through Jesus will usher in, but we realize we're not there yet. And Jesus, he's our model, right? He's the one we follow. And he knew how to lament. He wept over Jerusalem He joined his heart and wept at the tomb of Lazarus. 
He wrestled with God in prayer in Gethsemane. And on the cross, Jesus famously quoted the opening line of Psalm 22, one of those lament psalms. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Our Lord knew the prayer language of lament. He had it on his playlist because he experienced betrayal. He experienced injustice. He experienced unfair accusations. He experienced bodily weakness. Jesus experienced temptation. And so the prophet tells us, Isaiah 53, he was despised and rejected by men. He was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And I don't know about you, but of all of the beautiful and true things I can say about the one I follow and worship, this, maybe more than anything else, makes my heart love him more. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We do not, Hebrews 4.15, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Now, one quick thing I want to give you that I believe will be helpful to us as individuals and us as a congregation is kind of a biblical roadmap of lament. Lament almost always, in fact, there's only one exception in the Bible, and that's Psalm 88. Uh, almost always it involves four elements. They aren't necessarily in order. Some of them may be repeated in a lament, but here they are. Um, direction. A lament has a direction. It's addressed to someone. A lament is something we offer up to God. It's not wallowing in something. It's offering sorrow and heartbreak and confusion. It's bringing that into the presence of God. Second element would be description. A lament names what is wrong. It says, God, this isn't right. God, why did you allow that to happen? It names it. And it doesn't stop there. It also, number three, has a demand. And demand may be a little bit of a strong word, but it has a request. God, this is what I want you to do. This is what you can do to make this situation right. And it ends in praise. Devotion is a part of a lament. It turns, it's a heart that's inclined toward faith, that's inclined toward the face of God. So Psalm 88, like I said, you can read that later. It's the only psalm in Scripture that is just dark all the way through. Every other psalm, every other, they have a, a yet, a but. This is happening, but I will worship you. This is happening, yet I will turn my face to you. Psalm 88 doesn't make that turn, but the rest do. By the way, I like that Psalm 88 is in there. <laughs> I like that God lets us know it's okay sometimes, just not to be okay. Job lost everything. 
lost his health, lost his wealth, lost his family, yet he worshiped in the midst of his sorrow. Job 1, Job arose, he tore his robes, he shaved his head, he fell on the ground and worshiped. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And later on in the midst of his of his depression, Job faithfully proclaimed in Job 13, 15, Though he slay me, yet I will hope in him. In lament, we move beyond what we see and into what we know. What we see is pain and brokenness everywhere. What we know is that God is faithful. And so we incline our spirits toward worship. And so if you are in a season of sorrow today, you don't have to put on a happy face to come to church. You don't have to act like everything's okay so that you can worship God. You don't have to leave that outside. God invites you to bring that here into his sanctuary among his people. And Jesus invites you, and we invite you as Jesus' people to bring it here. So years ago, that great tragedy happened in America, 9-11. Matt and Beth Redman, who write worship songs, uh, Matt writes several of the songs that we sing here, uh, they noticed that there wasn't an appropriate lament for that moment. And so they undertook to, wrote, to write one for the church. Here's what they said about this. They said, we talked about, Matt and Beth, we talked about the need for this new song where the musical poets and prophets, where were the musical poets and prophets to help the people of God find a voice in worship at this tragic time? The truth was in most places we visited or led worship in, there was a distinct lack of songs appropriate for this time. When it came to expressions of pain and lament, we had very little vocabulary to give voice to our heart cries. And so here is the song that they wrote. It's called, Blessed Be Your Name. Blessed be your name. In the land that is plentiful, where streams of abundance flow, blessed be your name. When I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still, yet, but, still I will say, blessed be the name of the Lord. When the sun is shining down on me and the world is all as it should be, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering, though there's pain in the offering. 
Blessed be your name. And then the bridge quoting Job 121. You give and take away. You give and take away. You give and take away. Lord, blessed be your name. Maybe there's something today that we can help you with, a burden that we can help carry, or we can just come alongside you and mourn with you today. We would welcome the opportunity to lament together with you. Come down and respond or ask for prayers from someone around you. Maybe it's time for you to come and offer your life to the high priest who sympathizes with you. To the Lord who gave his life for you. You can do that today. Confessing your faith in him. Being baptized in his name. If you want to know more about being part of this church family. We would love to talk with you more about that as well. Let's worship God and say blessed be your name together as we stand. Blessed be your name.
thank you all for worshiping with, with us this morning. Hope that you will find one of the many adult Bible classes starting at 945. And then after that, come back over to the fellowship hall and enjoy some food and fellowship with our fajita fundraiser and support our youth group for their mission work this summer. Tonight, come back again at 6 where we will continue our study of the parables of Jesus. Lastly, I want to encourage everyone and remind you that we're focusing on evangelism in 2023. Um, we'd like to encourage you all to read and memorize the verse that we're choosing for each month. Uh, we're calling it our Sharing the Word Scripture. Uh, and then throughout your week, look for opportunities, whether it's in the workplace, at school, um, in your neighborhood, while you're out and about, working that into conversation as you uh, have interaction with people around you. This morning, we're going to um, have Ellic Hughes come up and read our Sharing the Word Scripture. Hello, my name is Ellic Hughes, and I would like for you to please join me in reading our take-home verse, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Thank you. You are dismissed. Amen.